You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to Bellwether's podcast. Today, I have with me the Rajiv Chaudhary. Uh, you guys might, might have heard of him with some of his books coming out re- recently, and he is one of the top leaders from Mumbai. So it's such, such an honor to have him. Uh, Rajiv, thank you so much for taking the time and for being on the podcast. It's such a truly an honor to have you today. Pleasure, Matthews. I've, I've heard a lot about your uh, what you do, and I'm so excited and humbled to be uh, in this conversation with you. Definitely. So humbled to have you here, too. So, Rajiv, I want to take the first couple of minutes and tell us where you are, what you do, you know, uh, so that our audience can familiarize with, you know, with your activities. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been working for the last almost 28 odd years, but about five years ago, uh, I really decided to pursue my purpose and I, if somebody asked me, hey, what's your purpose? It's a three-letter acronym, which is SIT, SIT, which is to speak, inspire, and teach. Um, and what I've, and therefore, I mean, okay, speak, inspire, teach is good, but how do you get into demonstrative action and how do you create impact? Uh, well, I work with corporates. I go back to corporates and I try to empower their leaders uh, is what I do. Um, I also kind of um, help them to create a nest, so to speak, or an incubator within the organization, which helps in uh, spotting and identifying future leaders and setting a course for them. Uh, that's what I do. I do it through, uh, I'm, from a methodology point of view, I use assessments, I use coaching, and I use interventions as the requirement of the organization uh, does. So that's what I do on the marketplace side. Besides that, I write a few books uh, and I do a bit of speaking. Uh, and uh, I enjoy time with my family. That's my full-time business, if you ask me. <laughs> well, nice. Yeah, uh, I think I, th- I think you know we have this conversation. Probably you you guys have some stuff coming up, like ten times talent and uh, some of the stuff. So why don't you tell us a couple of stuff about ten times talent and how you're applying? I think you did mention that the next next week is a launch. So if you can go yeah. over what ten times talent, that would be great. Yeah. So uh, we're launching in. Um, we're launching a platform. I wouldn't want to call it an e-learning platform. It, it offers a lot of learning there. Uh, this is value-based uh, content that's out there. Um, this is value-based content, which is application-based, right? I mean, you've got lots of platforms which are providing you content, but we're talking about real themes, right? And we're covering these seven dimensions. We're covering the dimension of the mind. Uh, we're covering the dimension of the spirit. We're covering the dimension of emotions, uh, relationships, uh, finance, um, you know, in terms of vocation. Uh, so these are the seven odd dimensions that we're covering. We're talking about very pertinent themes. Uh, and these themes are presented by subject matter experts from a value uh, perspective. But these are, you know, subject matter experts. For example, uh, how do you, uh, what's the best way to kind of spend money and invest money and use money, uh, right? I mean, today, wherever you go there are so many advertisements which are luring you for your your cash so what's the best investment um, you know how do you save uh, what do you do when inflation happens right so we got we got a subject matter expert there uh, another topic would be how do you work with a tough boss right i mean i don't think there's e-learning content on that but here is somebody who uh, has mentored many people who's probably even gone through a situation of uh, working with a difficult boss actually telling you how what you need to do and what are some application steps that you can actually take? Um, and uh, you know, we'd love to have you, Matthews, in terms of how do you do a how do you set up a podcast? 
Uh, so, so that's the content we're looking for. We're looking at content which is very application-based, uh, which is which is a very everyday. Uh, hopefully, the user can actually listen to that content and go out and do it. We also want to add coaching to that, so we'll have um, you know an array of good coaches there. So depending upon your your requirement, you can choose a coach. That's what we want to do. And the third element is we're going to put out job opportunities there. So somebody who goes through the learning. Uh, gets notified and said, hey, these are some jobs that are available, um, you know, hybrid jobs, online jobs, you know, on-site jobs. Um, and if you want more information, click on this. And, you know, they, it takes them to the organization which is actually hiring. So that's what we want to do. We also want to promote collaboration and all of that. That's what 10 times talent is. Excited that it's going to be out next month. It's, it's app-based. It's available on Android. It's available on iOS as, as well as on the browser. So really excited about that, yeah. Wow, I, I feel like that's going to be really amazing and I'm so, definitely so excited to hear about it and I, I cannot wait to check out. Um, all right, so yeah, let's just jump on to the next one. So let's go into the questions. Uh, I, got, I got some stuff for you here. And uh, yeah, and the first things that I want to ask you, like, you know, you've been a team leader, you've been, you've been leading people for the last 28 years and especially for the last five years, you have been pursuing your passion as a leader, as an entrepreneur. And so when that happens, I'm sure definitely you work with different teams, multiple uh, cross-functional teams or teams within your within your organization and as well. And at times when, you know, we definitely know that there are, there are disagreements with teams when it happens, but when it comes to creative differences or creative opinions, you know, there's, there, there's definitely a, a disagreement at times. So how would you go about getting cohesion among your team who disagrees? Uh, you know, Matthew said, if there's a team and if there's no conflict, then uh, I would strongly suspect um, the cohesiveness of that team. So conflict is actually a sign that people are involved. Uh, conflict is a sign that people are thinking about um, the objective from perhaps different angles, right? Uh, but you're right, you, you shouldn't leave it at conflict. But how can you move it, not even to consensus, but how do you move it to commitment? I think this is very important because sometimes we brush off the conflict and we hope that it will get resolved by itself. It never does. In fact, it gets worse. Mm -hmm. uh, or we say, okay, let me try and bring some consensus here. Let's, let me as a leader get everybody to agree. Now, they will shake their head and say, yes, we agree in that meeting room. But when they walk out of the meeting room, uh, you know, as a leader, you think you've got consensus. But hey, you know what? You don't have it commitment is what we need to get to commitment is uh, we will we will debate the issue uh, we will doubt the outcome that's been said uh, but 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 we will um, we will agree to disagree but at the end of it right we will find that path where there is uh, commitment and when you walk out of the room we actually get go and get steps done i think your question is how do you how do you get guys back right once there's a conflict yep. I think it's important to listen to everyone. I think that's the primary number one um, KRA of a leader, right? I, I put out a quote this morning, uh, which said, good leaders are great listeners, right? Uh, and that's a trait that you find with, uh, with, with all good leaders. They're just great listeners. So one, listen to all the sides, okay? Uh, you may have your view, but but let, let the view wait for some time, but listen to all the sides. Second is, uh, I think it's important to, after having listened, uh, to be able to 
align people to the common objective what is the common objective right what do we want to achieve do we want to achieve acquisition of uh, the acquisition plan uh, do we want to increase efficiency whatever that common objective it's not rajiv's objective or matthew's objective what is the team's common objective that is what should be central so your conversation should be navigated towards the common objective the common objective is always greater than personal opinions we need to remember that any time uh, as a team if personal opinions are greater than common objective that team is in a dangerous position it's going to sink but as a leader how do i always ensure that the common objective is greater than personal opinion i think that's the second step that you need to work for the third i would uh, i would add is um is you know as a leader um is to appreciate people for their views and say thank you for sharing what you did say i and i think there's merit in it however i believe that you know after listening to everybody that this is where we want to steer the ship towards um you know and therefore uh bringing the whole group towards your final decision after having listened to everybody becomes very important the mistake that we often do is when you don't listen and people feel they're not listened to uh they become disengaged so i would use these three steps matthew uh in terms of um steering the ship back uh, away from personal opinion towards common objective and uh, in a sense diffusing the conflict wow yeah i think that's very very true and i think why if you combine all the steps you know there's one thing like you know being intentional with your team you know even when there's disagreements even when there's conflict you are like hey you know you know what you know it's our perspectives might be different but still you know addressing that you know being transparent and being intentional i think that's something that as leaders uh we lack today you know if some we we put our opinions out there i mean we live in a generation or in a time where everybody has an opinion and everybody has tons of opinions and they want to be heard you know we live in that we live in in in, in a generation where you know you can just take out your instagram twitter or facebook and you can, you can just write up whatever you want and put it out there yeah. and when that that you know we we live in 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 a highly uh, in a, in a highly modern environment so when that happens disagreements are you know are prone to happen and you know people will get that uh angry about some other people's comments but you know i think you know being intentional and being transparent and you know the the and the three points that you laid out is actually pretty sufficient i think that's that's wonderful and this add uh, one job point matthew one more point yeah, sure, you know, andy it. stanley on the topic uh, on 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 a related topic says made this amazing statement he says close minded leaders end up closing the minds of the people they meet right and that's why the whole listening actually wow. comes into play i mean as a leader it doesn't mean that i'm going to go with the with whatever the group feels right i mean it's not i mean yeah i believe in democracy and all of that but as a leader you need to be taking your call but have you listened to everybody have you made everybody believe that they have been listened to so i i thought that quote was pretty appropriate at this time yeah definitely it is it is <laughs> well but yeah but uh, thank you for that you know close close minded leaders always close the mind of other uh, other people literally um yeah i'm going to jump on to the next question here you know about, about mentorship you know and uh I, i have you i mean you know you were an aspiring leader maybe uh, a long a long time back you know what you you wanted you want a mentorship you want people to mentor you 
And in the same way, have you ever been a mentor to another aspiring leader? And, you know, how do you go about establishing that relationship and building it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's very important to have mentors. And I am thankful that I learned this truth uh, early in my career. Uh, and, um, I, you know, and, and that's been a tremendous accelerator in my growth, just having the wisdom of mentors uh, and being accountable to a mentor. Uh, is also very, very important, right? So there are many people who reach out to me, uh, Matthews, and say, hey, Rajiv, can you mentor me and all of that? Um, you know, I'm I'm careful. Uh, in the sense, I'm discerning, careful, because I always tell the person, hey, um, you know, first I look at my availability, right? I mean, do I have the bandwidth at that particular moment? Because if I don't have the bandwidth and I say yes, then I'll be breaking trust and I may not be doing the right role. Uh, and if I don't have the time right now, I'll say, I'd love to do it, but, you know, can we connect after a few weeks? Can I come connect after a couple of months? Uh, having said that, right, for people who want to be mentored, uh, I will I will tell them the following. I will tell them that it's your responsibility to find time with me, right? The onus is on you to make to to get that time from me, right? And it needs to be calendarized, and we need to meet in person or over a call virtually at least once a month, that is for sure. Uh, and we need to meet at least 40 minutes. Don't expect me to chase you. you. You are going to come to me because why do I do that? I mean, I do that because um, I really believe if people want something badly, uh, they are more likely to uh, value it and they are more likely to implement the learning from that aspect. Uh, the second um, uh, you know, condition for me is if you want to be mentored by me, you've got to be completely honest and transparent, right? Uh, and I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you for your mistakes and flaws. By the way, I am a, I'm a flawed person. Okay, If I were to say I'm perfect, I'll be lying. I have got flaws. I've got failures. And if you want to be mentored by me, you've got to be completely honest with your wins and your losses, uh, with, uh, with, with your successes, and with, hey, your mess-ups, right? So that's the second condition. Third is, uh, if you want to be mentored by me, you got to be willing to allow me to speak into your life, right? And that means not just saying, hey, Matthews, well done, you're the champion, but also coming to you and saying, Matthews, you know what? You messed up here, right? Matthews is not on, uh, you know? So I will have those tough conversations because I care about you. If you want to be mentored by me, you know, it means that I care about you. And if I care about you, I am going to be having firm conversations with you as well. Uh, and you must be willing to accept all of that. Um, and you've got to be showing me proof that you're putting things into action. So for me, these are the four odd uh, struck four points or four criterias to be kind of mentored by me. And uh, I think the underlying condition is is love, is respect, is value. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and it's a two-way street there. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I would say, you know, loyalty is also going to be involved there, you know, and it's all a two-way street, all of these, because, you know, it's just like, it's not going to be just one way, you know, it never works out, you know, and I think uh, a mentor-mentee relationship is one of the most important ones to have, and I definitely feel like people in my generation, especially, uh, are lacking that, you know, everybody want, every, 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 nobody knows how to pick up mentor or, you know, how to, how to be with a mentor or any of these and how to chase for a mentor. They have absolutely no idea about how to do this, but I, I, I definitely feel because our generation is going in a way that, you know, while it's fast-paced and, and it is, it is actually tech-savvy, at the same time, it's also going away 
in terms of leadership, in terms of work ethics, in terms of culture. And, you know, and, you know, all these things, you know, good mentors would be able to lead them into the right place. And uh, as long as there's no good mentors, you know, you know, you, you're never going to find your way. And I'm definitely thankful for all the mentors in my life, you know, who actually helped pave my way. And definitely, you know, and I, I feel like that's one of the most important things that, you know, you definitely should have in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm going to jump on to my next question. And this is uh, this is a weird, very weird question. I would definitely say that, you know, and uh, uh, what is the most difficult part of being a leader? Uh, I'll say a couple of things, right? One is, one is being, people are looking up to you in your team. Uh, you know, they're really looking up to you, right? So being that, being that perfect, almost perfect role model um, is, I, I, I would think that's the, that's the toughest part um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're a human being, right? At the end of the day, um, you have emotions. At the end of the day, um, you know, you, you're not perfect, but people are watching you all the time. People will, will do what you do more than uh, what they hear you say to do so how can you be that be that role model how can you be 24 by 7 um, that role model and everybody is watching you for me i find that perhaps uh, something to be um, something to that's where i'm challenged um, and you know and i also realize that as a leader uh, your what you do in your personal life you don't have the distinction of personal life and and uh, sorry, let me not say personal life, a private life and a public life. I think that's the right word, right? Uh, because either the, the cameras are on, on you all the time, right? So if you mess up on, on your private side, uh, it's going to affect your public life. You can't compartmentalize that. So I think being, being cognizant of that, being aware of that, uh, it's a great responsibility, um, but it's also, it also puts some pressure on you as well. I'm being as candid as I can be, Matthews. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think I think, I think that's very true, you know, because as leaders, I mean, people have this, uh, I, I wouldn't say people like, you know, most most people, I would say, have, um, have this m- mindset that, you know, we are perfect. Uh, or they have this mindset that, you know, they don't mess up. They don't take, uh, they, don't, they, uh, they don't do stuff wrong. And I think that's like the most biggest issue. I, I think one of the people who are actually, in this position is actually pastors. You know, they are actually in a lot of yeah. uh, the perfectionist mindset where they, are like, you know, they can screw. I, I, I really feel do. bad for them, you know, because at the end of the day, they are human beings, right? Um, they are, I mean, they have their, uh, they are fallible very clearly, okay? And if somebody falls, um, don't condemn them, right? And I think it's important that you find in some sense, there's a support system to kind of uphold uh, such people who hold such roles. Um, and I really feel bad for pastors and people in, uh, you know, people who are in spiritual authority, so to speak, positions of spiritual authority. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And, you know, I think that that perfectionist mindset in the mindset of people, like, you know, they can score, they're not supposed to make mistakes. I think that's there, definitely there. And I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like John Maxwell said this once, 
you know, if you if you if you want to know your true limitations or your or your true or your uh, or your true weaknesses, you know, you should be on. You should ask ask the team that you're leading, you know, and they're the ones who would definitely know what your weaknesses are or what your limitations are more than you. I think it's for the Matthews. I'll t- I ask your kids. Ask your wife. That's, that's the best place. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can't say I agree to that. I'm, I'm not married, so <laughs> you realize, you realize that one day sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure thing. Yes. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. Let's jump on to the next question. Sure. Uh, and the next question is about objectives and in a fast-paced environment today. I mean, you know, right before this call, we're talking about how Amazon Prime is. You know, when there's Walmart or Target right next to us, uh, where we can go and get stuff. You know, we are too lazy to go there. We just order everything on Amazon Prime. We are so much uh, into two-day delivery, next-day delivery, same-day delivery, all those kinds it's of things. 10 minutes here in India. 10 minutes? Oh, 10 wow. Minutes. Okay, yeah. That, unfortunately, that thing has not come here yet. Uh, I got to check why. <laughs> so... If, and you know we live in this fast-paced world where we don't have to wait for anything. You know we don't have to wait for food, even groceries, medicines, or anything that you are, are on Amazon. Yeah, everything comes by fast, and and that's become made made us you know work into a more fast-paced environment where we don't have to work much or where, where we don't have to do put much of hard work into these kind of things where it just comes to us. You just pay a subscription fee. And that's uh, that's how it is right now. And how do you achieve objectives in a fast-paced environment? Because some objectives are, I would say, most objectives need to take time. Where you need it needs to take time and needs to take effort for it for to achieve those. And how do we achieve those kinds of objectives in a world where everything is going so fast? Okay, if it's worth it, you'll have to wait for it. Okay, that is. I mean, that's that's like a law, like the law of gravity, so to speak, right? I mean, uh, times may change. And I know we live in a world where the mantra is the survival of the fittest and all of that stuff. And I, we live in a world today where the key word is hustle, right? You've got to hustle your way through. But, True. you know, I believe if it is worth it, you'll have to wait for it, right? Um, I mean, you plant a seed, you're not going to get an apple the next day. You've got to wait for it to, to come out. So depending upon your objectives, depending upon your goals, uh, you've got to be realistic in terms of how much time it's going to take. Okay, But having said that, you've got to be efficient and effective in terms of following the process. Okay, What do you need to do from when you've cast the vision to the fruition of the vision? What do you do in between that in terms of process? Are you doing it on time every time? That's where you need to be measuring um, efficiency. I'm not using the word speed, but I'm using the word efficiency, right? Are you efficient? Uh, you know, because a result will happen when, according to uh, when it's going to happen. But the process, the milestones in between vision to reality, what are the milestones, right? Have you said it right? Are you going towards that milestone? Are you achieving those milestones? For me, that is more critical. Um, you can't uh, there is no such thing, Matthews, as overnight success. There is no right. such thing as overnight success. Right? You got to be willing to put that effort and wait for that time. You know, you know I was just I'm putting out some content, and I brought out something called as a focus equation. The focus equation goes something like this, right? It's what I call identifying a passionate, um, a, a passionate 
um, a productive passion, sorry, a productive passion. You identify what is my productive passion. And to that productive passion, you add effort, okay? And you multiply it with time. And that's when you generate the value, okay? Now, the once identifying the productive passion, yeah, for me is relatively the easier part. But then the intensity of effort, the greater the intensity of the effort, greater is the value that you create. But that, has, that needs a multiplier. And the multiplier here is time. How much of time are you willing to invest towards the synergy of productive passion plus effort? Right? The greater time will generate greater value. So for me, I, I know we live in a fast-paced world, but some things just some things just go work by the law, right? So if your objectives will need to take time. Having said that, I'm saying, okay, don't be so generous on time and say for something that can be done in a year's time, you say, I'm going to give it three years. No, you've got to be realistic in terms of uh, precise in terms of saying how long it's going to take and then be willing to, to, to be efficient in the effort between the vision and the reality. Uh, that's the way I would handle this. Wow. Uh, and how would you consider yourself like, you know, why you're talking to people or why you're talking, why you're mentoring your team, your, uh, your mentees, uh, how, how do you, do you, how do you help them achieve these objectives? You know, I'm, um, I have been guilty of being, um, being the speed freak, which is, Hey, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Right. But then you learn lessons the hard way, right? And then you realize if you want to get excellence happening and you want to get stuff done, you got to be investing that time. So I've, I've learned that the hard way. And therefore, this is exactly what I tell my team and I tell people who I mentor, right? Have you estimated the value that you want to generate? And therefore, have you equated and understood how much of time is, is required for it? Because if you undercook it, uh, the biryani is going to have raw rice in it. If you overcook it, it's going to be all mashed up, right? So what is that exact time that you require? Have you understood that, right? And more, more importantly, what's going to happen between vision to, uh, to fruition? Tell me the process. Explain to me your process. Explain to me your milestones. Why is that milestone? And I follow the five why uh, question, right? So why do you say so? Okay, I say it because of this. Okay, why do you think it's that? You know, and, and I use the five whys to get to the, to really understand what's in the mind of the person I'm mentoring or, or my team member, just to ensure that we are this clarity of thought, right? And, and therefore, then we track on the milestones and the process implementation in between. That is key and fundamental. That's what I would do. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think that's 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 super amazing, you know, to to follow the five Ws all the time. I think that that's that's so that's it. I, I feel like uh that's more process oriented, you know, and I think you know, we especially uh you know, if you want to be a leader, you have to be process oriented, or if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be process oriented. There's uh you know, there's no shortcut to that. You know, there is there are some things that take time and you know, you just have to you have to trust the process and you know, just take, give it time and uh make it worth your while and you know that's how it waiting works and definitely and what you just said you know makes a lot of sense and i think like you know all the things combined today where you're saying is actually some of the things that as leaders or as entrepreneurs today's 
uh, generation, you know, we just definitely need to look up to and, you know, keep those as a benchmark and go moving forward. Because uh, especially uh, because in a, in, a, in, in a generation where mentors, where we're lacking mentors, I think, you know, some of these seeds are actually going to be in the hearts of the, of the listeners. And then, you know, I believe that's going to that's gonna grow in them someday as they pursue their leadership opportunities and their entrepreneurship opportunities. And uh, thank you so much, Pastor Raju, for taking this time, you know, to be here to uh, talk about leadership and you know, talk about all these uh, things that, that, you know, that most leaders are not focused on, most people don't want to talk about. Uh, really appreciate your time and, you know, th- uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Matthews, and uh, all the very best to what you do. And uh, I just pray that you keep putting out great content, like, uh, you know, and so that it can really influence people's lives out there. You're doing, you're doing some great work. Keep at it. Thank you. Appreciate it too. Yeah. So are you. I'm so excited about 10 times down the how about it's going to come up, you know, and definitely, and I'm pretty sure our listeners are also excited about that. All right, guys, uh, do make sure to follow 10 times talent, Pastor Rajiv and all the Instagram handles there in the description. And uh, by the time, by the time this comes up, by the time this episode comes out, 10, 10 times talent will almost be a week away from launch. So uh, please do make sure that you guys check it out. And once again, thank you so much for listening and um, take care. God bless. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. If you loved this episode, do not forget to share and subscribe. Also, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.